Welcome to the Blue Collar Barbarians podcast, brought to you by the Blue Collar Barbarians Network, your new source for all things savagery. We are recording early this morning on the West Coast in Portland, and we are talking to my new friend, Taniella, from Utah, ironically. Um, let me tell you guys about T. My man T here reached out. He said, hey, I like what you guys are doing. I want to jump on a show. I didn't know T before this show. Uh, this is a new one for me, but I'm super excited because let me tell you, this cat's real. He's raw. And this is, in my opinion, for all you guys that are just getting started in business or all you guys that are um, in that funk where you're like, should I, should I not pull the trigger? What do I want to do? This man right here is about to drop wisdom and tell you his story and help encourage you guys to do that. Um, I'm super excited, T, to get into your background, bro. Um, I appreciate your time this morning, dude. I know it's valuable, especially doing what you're doing. So thank you for coming on the show this morning, bro. Happy to be here. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, right on. So jumping right in, man. Like, let's dive into your background with the blue collar stuff. You, you mind telling our audience, introduce yourself a little bit, tell us about what you do, who you are? Yeah. Um, so I started a concrete company out in... Utah here in 2021, um, scaled it up to a million the first year, two million second year, same again, we're just about to wrap up year three, um, but made a shit ton of mistakes and so started teaching guys what I learned, like all the mistakes, um, pros, cons, everything good and bad, because I feel like not a lot of people were transparent about that, but yeah, so it's pretty much I run a concrete business and now kind of just teach others too. That's badass. So you're, but that's almost a master class in itself teaching, right? Like that's what a lot of people miss is that when you teach people shit to me, that's like a mastery level in itself because it's being able to really explain things through. It's being able to really think through processes and then learn how to communicate that. And then you've really got to know your shit, right? Cause you're also teaching somebody, Hey, this is how you do this. This is what I did to do this. This is what you do not do. Right. So, I mean, there's something powerful to be said about what you're doing. Um, we're jumping right into teaching, especially young, because uh, when I say young, I'm not calling you young, but young in the game as far as entrepreneur is concerned. Um, it's interesting to me, dude, because like you said, a lot of people aren't transparent about this. They just talk about that. They're standing in front of the fancy car rocking the rolly or whatever and then they're talking about oh you know it's not that hard just get paid just grind 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 but they're missing a bunch of elements there bro and so i think it's really cool that you're able to very quickly jump right into the teaching element of all this you know like a lot of respect for that bro like a lot yeah we it was there was so many tough times it was crazy um because at the beginning of the business we scaled up to eight, 10, 12 guys in the first couple months. And it was insane the amount of stress. That's was something I never really anticipated how much stress would happen hiring guys. Cause I don't have a family, I don't have kids. Right. So I never like was forced to keep a roof over my head, but then having all these other guys like, oh damn, like I gotta make sure there's work for 12 families. Like not mine, but making sure there's always work coming in, money in the bank account. Um, that's the big stress yeah. a lot of people don't re realize or anticipate. Isn't that the most rewarding part too, though, in a, in a sense? It's like knowing that you got these guys and you could keep them fed and like keep their families going. That's got to be rewarding. Yeah. 
because people say it's selfish to like try to build a big business and try and make a lot of money. It's selfish for you not to. Yeah. You can't give back to 500 families if you're broke. That's for, that's but if you build shit. a business, yeah, if you build a business and you have 500 employees, that's how you give back to your people. That's the way I've always looked at it is like people say like, no, save the rainforests. Like, well, why not make enough money to buy the damn forest? Like if or whatever you're trying to build, whatever you're trying to save, whatever you're trying to um, help out in this world. with. Dude, that's funny you say that because uh, it always and this is no shot at anybody. Hey, if you want to live mediocre, that's cool. Do your own thing. You're probably not listening to this podcast anyways, because it's not for those kind of people. But no judgment if that is you. But it's funny you say that because I'm the same way, bro. Like, I don't think all these big, ambitious dreams and this, this, uh, the audacity of like the wild things that I have deep in my heart, like that I want to accomplish, come from nowhere, right? There's something driving this passion. And dude, I grew up uh, poor, like bare bones poor, living check to check, not even sure. Some checks are too short and mom and dad are like barely able to feed us, get a couple boxes of macaroni for the week, a couple packages of hot dogs, frozen mm -hmm. peas, you know? And, uh, so when you say that, that really hits home with me because ever since I was like little, like I used to, some of my homies, same thing where they grew up, like no money. And I'd like work in the field sometime in the summer, like running equipment and like tractors farming shit. Right. And. I'd buy like gift cards, no bullshit for like my best friend's family because like I knew they were going through it. And I, you know, I was only like 13, 14 at the time, but like it's a, it takes a community. Right. And like, if you see your friend hurting and you know, his mom and dad, they're like your mom and dad and they're, they would never ask for that shit. So when you say like, you can't, you can't fucking help people broke. That's so true, dude. And, um, I actually really appreciate that candor from you. Um, because you can't. And so many people are so scared. Why are people scared, though? Why are people just scared to try big, bro? You know? I, yeah. And I I don't know exactly why, but I mean, it's, I try to motivate people to do more. Because it's, people will try and throw, like, passive aggressive comments. Because, like, I always try to blast out the numbers I want to hit, the goals I want to reach. Yeah. Uh, and then they try to tear it down, like, oh, well, I'm happy with what I got. Like, well, is your family? Like, that's the way I would, yeah, because, like, I want my parents to fly private. Like, I don't want them, like, waiting in lines or whatever. It's like, hey, dad, you want to go Hawaii? Yeah. Oh, plane will be ready in an hour. Like, that's the that's the kind of dreams I want for my people, and I just think a lot of people should think bigger or surround themselves with people who think that way. That's it, and a lot of that is how it does come out with your environment, right? The environment that you put yourself in is what you're going to output. I mean, it's inputs or outputs in a sense, if that makes, if I'm making sense, you know. Um, but let's let's stay on track a little bit. We'll get into this knowledge shit because I I can already tell, dude. I'm excited to pick your brain on some mentality stuff. We're very much alike. You're just ahead of the game on me on doing it. Um, so getting into your background before you started this concrete stuff, what did you did you work? concrete what was your background there yeah so i worked for a guy so i yeah i worked for a guy did concrete for two years so not a ton of experience but i picked i picked it up fairly quickly um because yeah my second year doing concrete i was performing like i wasn't the best finisher but i understood like okay, getting materials like how much do you need to order 
stuff like that. Um, but it came to a point, there was one day, because I was getting paid under the table. Right. Most construction guys are, even if they don't want to admit it. Um, but one of the paychecks I got paid bounced. And so, like, I didn't get paid for a couple weeks. And we were working out of town, so I was stranded. I slept, this was out in St. George, Utah. Yeah. I slept in the Walmart parking lot because I didn't have enough money to go home. Um, and it was already, like, it was, like, 8 o'clock at night. So, I was like, I just left the Airbnb where we were staying at, um, packed up, went home, started a business, never looked back. Like, I'm never working for someone again because I hated that um, – letting someone else control me or like how much money I can make yeah, or not make, I guess. Yeah. That's crazy. So you'd like jumped right in. Then you worked for a guy for two years, just picked it up as fast as you could, like a sponge essentially. And then got burnt one time. Well, I always started businesses. Yeah. Well, I always started businesses cause this is uh, my eighth and ninth business I've started since I was 18. So every every year since I graduated high school, I've always started a business. It didn't fail. Real estate, social media marketing, uh, laundry service, um, like personal training, whatever it is, you name it, e-com. None of them panned out. So I, I always had the entrepreneurship bug, but it wasn't until, yeah, that I was like, there's, I'm making it happen. There's no plan B. It's, it's happening. Like there's no or else. It's just, it's just happening. Yeah. So I think that's important too, dude. Let's jump into that a little bit. So uh, again, for the audience, like me and T, we just started talking. Uh, he reached out and said, hey, let me bring some value to your people. And you know, the barbarian way, dude, if somebody's got something to share, we're we're all about it. And we appreciate it too, especially, especially somebody that's ambitious, right? Like that's the big thing. There's a difference between blue collar guys and blue collar barbarians. Like there's that guy that shows up to collect a check, show up, clock in, clock out, go home. And then there's the guy that shows up and wants to figure out how to climb the ladder and wants to figure out how to aggressively move or wants to attack his goals and knows that this is a step to do that, right? Like there's there's most definitely um, a difference in just people's demeanor even, right? And their aptitude for success. Um, but I want to dive into a little bit of your, your entrepreneurial, because I believe, um, and I share this with my close friends all the time, and I'm sure I've even said it on the show, but failure is feedback, right? Like failure is feedback. Uh, a loss is feedback. Um, getting punched in the face is feedback. Uh, the list could go on and on and on, you know, like for conversation's sake, I'll digress right there but like so when you say this is your eighth and ninth business it doesn't sound like you've ever been afraid to try so what was that like like what would you just graduate high school and be like dude i'm gonna make it i mean what walk us through that man like talk to these guys because i think there's a lot of people out there that maybe um it sounds like how old are you if you don't mind me asking you 28 28 yeah so, so we're not that far i'm i'm i just turned 34 on monday um, so you lived through the age of social media. I did where like all these companies, especially like, let's say the outdoor companies in 2019, 2018, 2020 timeframe, when they were just figuring out social media and everybody was like realizing, Oh, I could take pictures and trade pictures for gear. Or I'd, or so what I'm looking for here. Like, um, I could trade pictures and stuff or essentially like affiliates. Yeah. But not just that, but like trading your content essentially for 
for product, right? Um, it will mm-hmm. come to me later. We'll move on from that. But my point is with that is like you lived through that age in social media too, where you saw like, oh shit, if I could figure out a way to captively talk to an audience, it could be worth money to me, right? And to to people now, the younger guys listening to this, especially, they're probably like, well, dude, I have X amount of followers on TikTok or this or that. But this was like when it was the wild west that we're talking about. And then in the time frame you're talking about would have been like right after it started kind of the sea started to settle just a little bit from that, right? Like to where there was like a thing. So what was that like? Like deciding to build all these businesses, you know? I just saw, cause I always wanted, I always wanted to look like a luxurious lifestyle. For sure. Um, not for like gold, like gold chains or rings and whatever stuff like that. But I just wanted a lot of money to have a lot of money. Yeah. Like everyone does. Um, and it never washed away from me. Because everyone grows up thinking that. Like every guy grows up like they want a Lamborghini or they want whatever, the mansion. Um, and then eventually just get brainwashed out of it. And then like, okay, I'll settle for $30 an hour. Um, and I it just never washed out of me. I just was trying so many different things. Would try it, fail. Whatever, what else can I do? Try it, fail. Um, and then I started realizing it wasn't until, yeah, this concrete business and thing like, things like that, that I noticed attention is the new gold. And so I just had to jump on that gold mine. Yeah. Everything, if your brand is that big, it doesn't matter what you do, you'll make it. So like, look at The Rock. Doesn't know anything about the tequila business. Boom, instantly, $600 million tequila brand or whatever they are. They're probably at a billion now. Uh, he doesn't know anything about yeah. business, Terramonis, but his brand is so big. Three billion now? Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? And the same as Conor McGregor starts proper 12, boom, 600 million. Kylie Jenner's. And it was just a recurring theme. If you just have a big brand, you have so many eyeballs on you, it doesn't matter. Your product can match in line with someone else, but just because your brand is so big, like, you'll just, you'll just crush it. And so that's where I put all my attention on is building a brand, personal brand. And that's badass. So here we go. The masterclass himself, uh, uh, share what you will. Uh, I, I know that you guys, and we'll give you a plug here towards the end of this podcast where people can really get to know you and get, uh, you can actually learn from T you guys, like he'll teach you guys. He coaches on what he does to be successful. And like I said, we'll plug that more at the very end of this, but uh, as that's one of his businesses that he's currently doing. But uh, talk to us about building a brand, if you don't mind. Spit some game on that for people. What's it? What are some things that people can do? Like, okay, for our audience, they're working, right? They're the working class. A lot of these guys are. They're either trying to pick a trade right now, but the majority of them are already in a trade, maybe not happy, not making quite enough money, different things. What can people do to trade time for money? Because there is a line, right? Like where... You can only work so many hours and get paid, right? And then you got to diversify essentially your assets, but not in the sense of invest necessarily, right? Like what else yeah. can you do? Yeah. And I always think of it as the amount of money you make is directly correlated to how many people can do what you do. And so I guess looking at it from construction, there's a lot of people that can finish concrete, but how many of the guys that can finish concrete? know how to do marketing so okay cool there's a very very small percentage and so like i'll lean into that um 
and then just kind kind of looking at business like that. How can, what's scalable? Because it's not scalable. Like finishers here, they make like three hundred, four hundred dollars a day, um, and I mean it's good, whatever you deem good as. But I want to make thirty thousand a day. Like that's what I want to hit. Yeah. And so it's just doing something where you can reach a lot more people. Um, but yeah, I guess for building a personal brand and things like that, like do shit each other's what you did or tell people what you did um and then they just gravitate towards that but you have to share the good and the bad that's what i realized is don't just share the good because it's not authentic for sure so like uh let's 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 uh call it role play here but so i'm a crane operator right that's what i do i'm a tower crane operator mm -hmm. i run crawler cranes as well but so i'm up there i'm sitting in the crane i'm running controls and it's like, I realized like I make, like you said, maybe tower, maybe crane operator scale. I make, uh, onshore being like in the, not offshore on the pedestal of oil somewhere or not in a remote mine on a man camp. I make say $700 a day max, right? Somewhere in there, six, 700 bucks a day before the government comes and robs you of the majority of that too. That's another conversation, but so you make six, 700 bucks a day and then. I realized, like you said, my dreams are ambitious. Maybe, maybe I want to do 25K a day. But there's no way, no matter what I do, no matter how good of a crane operator I am, no matter how long I do this, these are key things, people, that I'm ever going to make myself from $700 a day rate for a crane operator to 25000 And that's not a judgment on, like, I don't want to or I can't. It's flat out. That's the going rate. You are not going to be exponentially so good that they're going to pay you, you know, a 2,500% markup on what they can get shot from everybody else to accomplish the job. Like, so at some point now I got to figure out what can I do? And this is where I'll ask you to make myself, okay, well, I can make 700 from sitting in the crane, but now what do I do? Because seven hundred for twenty five grand, I'm still twenty four thousand three hundred dollars short of what I yep. want. Right? No matter what I do. So then, yeah, to hit that goal, okay, if you're at seven hundred, want to hit twenty five grand a day, then multiply it. So it's like, cool. How do we get? What is that? Four guys, yeah. and then we can pass that, or I guess forty guys. Yeah, you'd have you get forty guys. Now you multiplied it. You have forty guys hitting seven hundred. Now you're hitting a little over. You're hitting like twenty eight um, grand a day. So there's one way. It's like multiplying, and then that's why business it's a lot better because like you don't have to do all the work. You can just get other guys to do the work for you. It is because if you're gonna spend a year hustling or five years hustling, like might as well pick something that's gonna that has the potential to make a lot more money. No, for real. And, and um, so yeah. That that way is multiplying how many people are doing it. So, but so going back to building a brand though, so that you can. So in this case, I work for somebody. And what you just said is so key. That's the difference, guys, between you can have somebody do it and still make the seven hundred dollar day rate, and go out and find more work for yourself, where you can sit in the seat, like in this example I'm using, where I'm stuck there doing this all day every day or record it or record it because there's That's a lot of guys it. now on social media they just record all what they're doing all day um like point of view like they'll just put a gopro or something like on their chest or hard hat and then 
they record it because people like it's it's almost like a tv show nowadays because not too many people watch cable so now it's social media people just watch that and they try and they live vicariously through them and kind of just recording all of that makes them feel like they're there and you can get eyeballs on there and then people follow you or people hey can you shout out my brand since you have now like whatever 100,000 followers and then you could make money that way that's another as well for building a brand is you just going to work and just film it so what you're saying is you're essentially cheating yourself right now if you're not taking advantage of the current market if you're doing something working for somebody that would allow you to document what you're doing you're it's it's almost money left on the table bro like at this point yeah you're going to work anyways why not document it that's all i did i was going to work anyways we just documented it and people gravitated towards it because you're going to go to work anyways guys like might as well it does not harm you to build a social media following or brand like that just recording it it only benefits you yeah and you don't even necessarily have to become like have to be active or engaging to people initially you literally just hit record, put your little, put a reel together and figure it out. And at the very least, dude, for product's sake, right? That's the word I was looking for earlier. Fucking product, man. Um, for at the very least, product, you could, you just recording, right? Like say Gorilla Grip, right? They make pretty sick gloves. But if I was wearing or wearing Gorilla Glips, gloves all day long while I'm finishing concrete or pounded stakes, form stakes or charging bar through walls and I have a GoPro going on. I'm doing all this different shit. All these companies that are going to see like, oh shit, that guy got 25,000 views. Incidentally, by the way, you don't even need to go look for them. They'll just, it, it will get to them if you're consistent, right? These companies are going to be like, hey, what if I send you some this? And at first, maybe that's what you accept, right? As you're building your brand. Sure, dude, that's sick. You want to send me a new Hilti just because I use one already? Like I like tools, whatever, right? Yeah. So, and then you're like, oh, check out this Hilti that these guys sent me. And you feel a little, gives you a little bit of lead in your pencil, you know, gives you a little bit of flex, puff your chest a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting free gear now. And then you just keep going. Well, eventually you can tell those guys like, hey, I really appreciate that, but I don't need a Matobo grinder. You know, like, sure, I'll take a Matobo grinder, but I'll take that and $1,500, you know, like, and then there's an income. Right. Because now you've made yourself valuable enough to where they want you. Right. Like, you yeah, you're the that's that's the new infomercial. That's the new marketing. That's the new advertising is like it's not TV. It's like influencers. Um, yeah. Whatever. So and so buys, I'll buy. Yeah. Whatever you, LeBron James wears, like, oh, OK, cool. I'll buy. Yeah, yeah. You have to become the asset, though, at that point. So what are some things people can do to become an asset? Like, so. Because, I mean, this is kind of where you're a stud, right? It's like you figured out, like, I could do this, become an asset here, learn this. And you guys will link his social media at the bottom of this. He's got an incredible page where he shares, like he's talking about, he's very transparent. He shares all sorts of shit. It's it's really rad. Got, what, 75K or something like that following you. Um, it, it's impressive. Yeah, on IG and then the others, they're like, it's like over 100. Yeah. On TikTok and Facebook. Yeah, that's badass. Congratulations on that, by the way. I know you worked your ass off for it, but congratulations. That's rad. Um, 
So yeah, Appreciate so it. jumping back into this, sorry, because you're just a wealth of knowledge and I really want to pick your brain, especially for our audience. I want them just to understand mindset here. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Anything I'm I'm game with. Yeah. I, I love uh the mindset, right? And and this is part of the blue collar barbarians, is you shaping your mind. You have to have an attitude for success. It's it's not given, it's earned. You gotta work, you gotta grind, you have to ask questions, you gotta feed your brain, you gotta there's there's a path here, right? But so we're jumping back in. I know we're jumping all over audience, but just bear with us, right? Because we're jumping back into year one, concrete. You got burned by a guy, never again. This is going to be my eighth business. So I already have a little bit of understanding on where to start. Um, talk us through that. Yeah, so I learned for a business to hit your first million, between the one to three million. It's all marketing. Um, so everything I implemented was just getting learning marketing, uh, how to run ads, how to build a brand, things like that. And that's how it skyrocketed. And it jumped from 20K a month to 90K months that very next month, just because I started learning how to do it myself. Because I realized that's the biggest, the biggest thing guys don't know how to do is marketing. Most guys know how to do the work, but they don't know how to get the work. Mm. There's no point having 20 years of experience if you're stuck at home. For real. And so that's kind of where I like connected the dots. I don't have 20 years of experience, but I can get all the jobs lined up and then just pay guys to do it for me. And then that's where I kind of found um, kind of the connect right there. Um, but yeah, I learned marketing, Facebook ads, just blasted that. And... I started losing a lot of money though, because we were closing so many jobs and I was just hiring guys. Hey, I have 15 years of experience. Cool, knock it out, bang it out. Um, but it wasn't until like my operations were terrible. So like we would, we were losing money because we weren't knocking out jobs um, efficiently. That was all my fault. I didn't have it. And I was renting everything when I started because I didn't have truck, trailers, equipment, anything like that. I just rented everything. Um, Put it in the job is, cost and go. Yeah. <laughs> But it was it was it was a terrible idea, yeah. Because we were renting, it was like nine grand a month between all the equipment we were renting. Um, so I should I should have just kept it small with like one crew until, yeah, maybe three four guys until we were able to like okay buy a skid, buy trailer, truck, whatever. Um, but no, I learned a lot, and I'm glad we had so many failures because I. I was in the hole, like at the deepest point, we were, we were negative. I was negative 500 K. Um, so it went bad very yeah. quickly, but I like it because the amount of success I want to achieve, this is the way I look at it. The amount of success I want to achieve, it, it takes people 20 years to do. I want to do in two years. So then I also have to accept the amount of failures people go through in 20 years and condense it to two years. So shit's going to go bad. And I want it because then I always kind of think like, cool, most guys would probably fold right here. Yeah. So I'll just keep going. So I'll just keep going. Yeah. So that's that barbarian mindset though. Like most people would break and that's fuel that for me also, like uh, you saw the first form flag behind me, right? Like, so like I, I've been training, I've lost 120 pounds. Uh, I, I was huffing and puffing up the stairs. My kids are running up the stairs. I realized one day, like, I walk up the stairs, I'm smoked. I'm like, what the fuck happened, man? 
like just looking in the mirror, what happened to you? And I like to think like at, I got the worst I ever was, was 375, 375 pounds. I just lost all respect for myself. I lost every bit of will. Like I look in the mirror, I don't even recognize the fucking man looking back at me, right? From the guy, like the guy I am in here and who I used to be physically and what I used to do to like, this is who I am. And I just went to work and I went to work and I went to work and I went to work. And there'd be moments for me, this was like a wake up at two 30. I'm in the gym from three to four, come home, shower, throw my lunch in my backpack and boom. And then I'm in the crane for 12, 14 hours. Right. Like that's, that's work. That's what we do. But I remember multiple times when I wanted to quit, like the, you don't see physical change necessarily. You might be losing weight, but you're not seeing it. Every time you look in the mirror, you still see the same fucking guy. Right. And I remember at 2.30 in the morning being on the treadmill one morning and just being like, this is where everybody else would say fuck it and just accept what they'd become. They would just accept that this is life now. And I am so glad that I didn't let that be what made me or who I become because translating that to business, like what we're talking about or translating that to even on the job side, guys, like where everybody else is missing and lacking or wants to quit is an opportunity for you to become accelerant. It's an opportunity for you to become that metallic piece on a fucking flat black wall, essentially, not only to your leadership, but to the customer, to people walking by, you have an ability at any point in time in the suck to be able to just grab it by the horns, grab the bull by the horns and take over like legitimately. And like what you're saying is like you, you're, by the way, dude, your ability to process this at 20, at the time you were what, 25 or so? 20, yeah. 25. Yeah. That was when we started the business. 25. <laughs> that, that puts you so far ahead, dude, because like, <clears throat> You're King Koopa, bro. You can't be beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be beat because you'll take failure, you'll pull the lesson or the feedback, and then move on. Yeah, okay, that happened. Next. Like, that makes you unbeatable, like, legitimately, right? Because it doesn't, somebody might get there faster than you, but they won't be there longer than you. Because at the end of the day, You'll outlast them. You know what it takes. Nobody's going to beat you with that mindset because who else is there going to be? Everybody else would quit every stage of the business. You're, I'm scared. I'm $500,000 in debt. Well, now look at you, right? What if you would have quit? You'd be bankrupt mm. on business probably because you're an entrepreneur. You're probably on business 10 and 11 instead, right? Because you're not a quitter, but you didn't let it break you. You just said, all right, well make an adjustment and move, right? Exactly. And I always just thought of it as this would be a badass story. Because people want to be successful it was like, well, you have to go through hard shit. And the more hard shit you go through, that's just what makes it sweeter. Because then people, then they compare it to their lives like, damn, because uh, I get DMs all the day, all day, every day. Man, I was I only had $500 in my bank account and I was thinking about closing up. It's like, well, add three more zeros and then like 
then let me know how you feel, but it's never once crossed my mind to quit. But so many, yeah, like you were saying about bankruptcy, my dad, parent, like everyone in my family was like, no, go that route. It's a lot easier. It's like, I don't want the easier route. And none of you guys live the life I want to live, so I can't listen to you. Yeah. Like, I actually want the opposite of what you guys live like. So I'm just going to do opposite of your guys' advice. And it's been working out. So what did you do to get Almost. out of that? I, Talk us through I'm that. Not, I'm not where I want to be yet. Oh, uh, yeah. You will be. And it was, so we dialed down. So we dialed down because we were at, yeah, all the crews, um, we got rid of the employees and went more towards a sub model. So then instead of having employees and things like that, we just subbed all the work because that's what we were very decent at is marketing and sales. So let's just close all the jobs, land all them. We don't have to get all the trucks, the trailers, all that overhead, and then just hire other companies to do it for us, which was a win-win situation because a lot of the subs I have, their English is broken or it's it's almost non-existent. And so, but they do phenomenal work. Those are the guys that do the best work is the ones that are not from America and they have no option. They have to make it work. So they do the best job they can. And so that's where the connect was, is I'll just hire these guys. They stay busy. I get my jobs knocked out and then just slowly wheeling out from there. So that was one thing was we cut it back down to what we could run efficiently, which was two crews. Um, Cause before we were at like three and then almost up to four on some jobs or on some weeks. And then, so it was that. And then also doing the coaching business uh, because then I started teaching guys like, Hey, don't do this. Like not just what worked, but also what doesn't work. And it's been great because we've been, I've been able to help hundreds of guys avoid the mistakes I made. Cause I've already done it. So I can catch it a lot earlier. Like, Hey, don't do that a year from now. That's going to cost you 20 grand. Like, Don't do that. And so it's, that's kind of how we got out of the hole is just being creative like that. Yeah. And on that, that also allows you to take more work, right? If you're not worried about having to go to this project and perform or go to that project and perform, or like literally you could just show up and talk to the G the it's a lot easier. Format. Yeah. Cause we don't have to manage. Yeah, because we don't have to manage, like, the whole crews, like, who showed up, who didn't. It's just we're really just talking to the sub, the guy in charge. And then he coordinates, like, hey, I don't care if you use a skid steer or you break it up by hand. Like, you're getting ten grand on this job. Yeah. I don't care if it takes a day or five days, which when they're subs, they want to get it done faster because then they make more money, um, which is also the benefit. Right. So if anyone is in, like, situations like that where their cash flow is low, go subs way easier yeah and almost just uh become a pm at that point right just managing projects yep, exactly and you might take a little bit of a loss on profit margin but what mat what's that matter when you could do four jobs at a time versus the two you'd be able to self-perform and have from the stress of finding guys and this and that like then you become a management company take on more work then at the same time you can scale your own crew maybe you put them on one bigger project that you'll make more money on not subbing and you keep them going on that. And then you step back and you go and you got these four other, I don't know, fucking spa patios, right? Like little decks or walkways or dumb shit like that, that are one day here or two days here things. And 
rather than you be worried about mobbing gear in and out and people, you can focus on your fucking 4,000 square foot patio or whatever, right? Or your foundation or decorative landscape. What you do, um, items are endless in the world of concrete, but like, you know, it, it really allows you to get into nitpicking jobs too. And it, it will also buy you exactly. the time to go after bigger work, right? So what did you do yeah, for that? Yeah, all my time is just spent marketing. Yeah, what did for you do what, for what that? Part? So did you um, did you get into niche work first? First is uh, just for our audience here. Like, what what's give them some creative just flat ideas. work. Yeah. So I just do just flat work. Okay. Um, driveways, patios. I don't really do commercial, just residential. And that's all we do is we bang out four, five, six driveways a week between the crews. Um, and then it's just all a volume game. And so they're easy in, out, and we get a solid system now because tear it out, okay, concrete on the way, boom, on to the next one. And we know the capabilities of each sub too, so we can kind of gauge how long it'll take. Um, and then our subs, they're also tiered like who's the best and then team B, team C. Um, just like employees, so then we know, like, okay, our top guy, he's going to do all these complicated jobs. Um, but yeah, just really running a pretty much like a marketing firm because I noticed all the biggest successful businesses they do that same model, like Uber. Uber doesn't own the cars, they just get people that have the cars to do the work for them. Airbnb doesn't own the houses. They just get people who have houses to do the work for them. I don't want to own the trucks and trailers. I just want to get the jobs and get other contractors to do it for me. Those are all companies that scaled very quickly, super high margins because there's no overhead. Um, and so that's what that's why we switched to that route. It's just picking up what other companies that are already doing that are successful. So just copy paste. Like there's no need to reinvent the wheel. No, not when you can figure out how to master making the wheel that's already making money, right? Like, and just, you guys, when he says copy paste, like literally pick an industry, there you go. <laughs> Legitimately, the, you just used uh, travel um, and lodging. Yes, they're symbiotic in certain ways, but like you used Airbnb and Uber, for example, in what you were referencing, like, Although they're the same in some instances that they both correlate into the traveling industry or getting places or staying somewhere. However, like that's a vehicle, plug and play. That's a house, plug and play. In, Just market. In your yep, case, market it's concrete. And get other people to do it for you. Uh, and then you specifically went niche, right? Which is which is uh, counterintuitive to what a lot of people suggested. But you don't want to be other people. I don't. I don't mean that at all disrespectfully. But uh, right because. There's power in being able to do it all, right? There is power in being able to do it all, foundations as well, other, other shit than just flat work. But you could become a master at this and get to the point where, like you're saying, like you could look at a driveway now and you know, um, okay, well, this is gonna, I can do two of these a day like this, or I can, right? And then, then in different stages. So, in this case, guys, he could get so efficient that he could go to uh, somebody building a new development and he could be like, hey, you guys got 35 houses going in here. I'll do 
each house for this much because you guys are doing 35 of them. There's money for me to be here every day. So I can cut, I can give you a discount at down to this. And you know, in your mind that I can pour out, you can even use that as a selling point at this point, right? Like I, I could do a driveway in two days. I could do this driveway in two days. I could do that. So you could be like, boom, boom, boom. And next thing you know, you got to, you don't even got to market now. Now it's marketing yourself. This guy's like, Hey, I just won 10 houses in this area. You come walk them and tell me what you're going to charge me to do driveways here. Right? Like, and that's all because you chose to be niche, right? Versus all over the place. Would you agree mm -hmm. with that? Cause I realized, yeah, the, the riches are in the niches and where people fuck up is they try to do everything like, Oh, I can make 500 grand a year in the business doing pressure washing. And then let's add, okay. Also turf and then painting a million different things, but why not just be so good at one thing? Cause you can have a $10 million concrete company. You could have a $10 million roofing company, $10 million, whatever landscaping company, but you can't do all. If you look at all across the board, because a lot of people think, oh yeah, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. It's like, well, they didn't use that to get there. Mark Zuckerberg, yes, he makes millions off his stock investments and real estate, but that's not how he made his millions. He does now, but like at the point, like it was Facebook. Same for Bezos. Yes, he makes billions off his real estate, but that's not, he built Amazon and then trickled everything else down. So I just wanted to, I want to get really, really good and do millions doing concrete. And then I understand the game because then no one else can compete with me. Because if I'm spending all 80 to 100 hours a week on one niche and my competitor is only spending 20 on concrete and then 20 on this and then 20 on that, the gap is wide. Because over the course of a year, he is not keeping up. He's only done a fifth of the work. So that's why we get so much traction is because I don't look at real estate. I don't look at crypto, whatever else. <laughs> it's just the concrete business. That's your, I'll die on this hill. That's This is where we're going to make money. This is what we're going to figure out. And this is what I'm doing. And that's that, not to be candid, but that's that barbarian mindset. It's like, I will be the best at this niche in this industry, in this area. And then someday globally, right? Like you referenced the rocker right there. Look at what he did. He was able to parlay wrestling into entertainment. And then he was able to take entertainment and all of the lessons and successes from that and essentially start his own production company and direct movies and, but he became, what, I, what I'm getting at here is he became the most popular this, and then he became the most popular that, and then he became the most popular this. And then he used those to create this that feeds all those things that he's already popular in, right? And then like you said, then when he stepped into Terramana or Zoa, his energy drink company, when he stepped into it, like 600 million, boom, just cause he launched it because of his brand, people recognize him, they know what he's doing, they're like, oh, it's The Rock, he's the, this, that. But those are not even related to where he really makes his money, right? Like, not even remotely. So that's incredible, uh, that's incredible insight, bro. Like, you actually got me thinking as we're talking, like, man, like, 
I think a lot like you, but I missed on that train right there. A lot of that is just having the guts to, to go for it too, right? Like just, I'm going to do this. And just focusing on one thing. Yeah. And just focusing on one thing. Um, Cause I'm a huge fan of like Alex Hermosi and oh, same here. Grant Cardone. And they preach that a lot is like, yeah, a business until you hit your first million or a couple million, like 3 million, then don't focus on another business. Cause then you're not even good at the first one. And a lot of people like, they, cause that's the mistake I made is all these businesses I tried to start that all failed before is I just jumped to a new vehicle because I couldn't figure it out. But then you just stay at that bottom level because I tried to start a real estate company. I couldn't hit a million. So I was like, okay, I'll try another company. It doesn't matter what company you have. Like if you have the skill set, you could pretty much get it up to that point. Um, I just didn't have the skill sets of marketing. So I just could never pass. It didn't matter what business I tried to start. Um, so that's where a lot of people get it messed up um, and then start losing off that. Because, I, yeah, I was actually talking to a friend of mine and he was going through that as well. He's doing six million, but he's not making any money. He's like negative 200K profit because he tries to start something, couldn't figure it out. So he starts tries to start another thing. And instead of just trying to figure it out, he just tries to start a whole nother business. And then the focus is spread between like five businesses. Now it's like, just focus on one super profitable. And well, how can we double it now? Mm -hmm. No, that's great. So let's talk in terms of the podcast. People are listening to podcasts, right? So you got me thinking, right? My whole goal with this is impact, right? Uh, full transparency, everything I've done for this show or everything I'm going to do with the show is because I, I literally, I look around, and I see our brothers and our sisters legitimately hurting, like everywhere I look. 2019, I've said this before, I'm just saying it to you, like I made the most money I, I ever made, which is, you know, when we're talking the numbers you're talking, like it, it's not, a, it's not shit, but for where I come from, I was stoked for it, right? Like, so I made 250K for the first time ever in my life. I had to work my life away for that 3,200 fucking hours. I was in the crane 16 hours a day, more than I wasn't for six, seven weeks at a time. Right. And, um, but everywhere I looked, people were making money. You couldn't shake a tree without money falling off of it legitimately for or opportunities. And then the market got hard and then the commercial business starts slowing and then companies start picking and choosing who they want to use and this and that. And it gets competitions fierce. And, and sometimes it's not, in the essence of companies, it's not even about that. You're not the most, you're not a great hand. Or you're not an incredible leader. Sometimes they just don't got work. And when they run out, they run out of places to stick you and they're not going to hold on to you just because you're good uh, at craft trades. So sometimes, so for me, when I hear you say this, I'm like, okay, so with this show on your scheme, if I focused on marketing, and just getting this show in front of as many people as I can with no ask, right? I'll give. On the backside of that, that will scale me to where on the blue collar side of things, you are the podcast to listen to. People want to be on the show. They want to talk about what they're doing. They want to share their stories because or orating, oration, however you want to say that, like, you know, being able to tell your story like today, that is like you said, information is the new gold. Like, being able to tell your story is also, that's your silver bar, right? Like if you can, who doesn't want to share what they're doing? 
or what they've been up to. Who doesn't want to be able to spit game to somebody or tell people about what they would. Everybody loves to talk about themselves is what I'm saying in some way. So if, and this is more for our audience. I mean, I understand this entire, but for this case, instead of rather than thinking about how can I become a podcast and then how can I get all these streams of incomes, I'm going to focus in and go, how do I become the best blue collar podcast? How do I become the most, valuable guy to talk to how do i share the most people's story how do i then screen those people so that i can continue to keep quality guests like ut and other people wanting to come on my show and then how can i present this to people or get this in front of more eyes if i learn if i could get this in front of more eyes and then i just focus on this part outside of that so i spend I might right now be working for a guy, making money, doing whatever I do, but then I come home and I try to schedule a show a night or a show every other night. Boom, 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 boom. I'm getting these in the bank, right? And then I'm taking whatever other little time rather than scrolling fucking Instagram to consume or whatnot, I'm looking at Facebook ads or meta ads now or whatever the hell it is. I'm looking at, okay, what's this trick or what's that tactic? The next thing you know, I wake up one day because I've been consistent. That's another key thing in this, right? Consistency. I wake up one day and I got 250,000 listeners. And then I close my eyes and I wake up a week later. That 250,000 is now 500,000 because I just kept grinding. I kept finding a way. Now my ads are the, all the failures that I wasn't getting from my ads in the cases that we're talking are now starting to make sense. Like, oh, I figured don't do this, but do do this. Oh, this worked. You you referenced um, Alex Hermosi. I'm a huge fan of Hermosi. That guy's a fucking wizard, bro. Um, and he makes sense. Just the way he talks, it, it all makes sense to me. Uh, but, you know, your pain is your purpose. That's one of the greatest things that he's ever, I've ever heard him say for me. and. If you could figure out a way to take what hurts right now, it's the world. It's heavy. My finances hurt. This hurts. That hurts. And I could turn that into a purpose. So in this case, for this podcast, I got sick and tired of being broke. I'm sick and tired of, of not knowing how to level up or how to make enough money to level up, right? Like I, I got sick and tired of wondering how I get more out of my life or how I could trade my time. So what do I do? I create a podcast that goes in to discussing that with people and sharing people's story that have done that or are doing that or have some sort of a value around that. And all I'm trying to do is actively with my audience, extinguish that pain. That pain has now become my purpose of that financial stress, that burden, that weight is now, okay, rather than just complain about it, I'm going to take this. I'm going to use this to give and I'm going to give this gift because I fuck one. I fucking care. Genuinely. I do care. It breaks my heart. I'm a very empathetic person. It breaks my heart to see people hurting and going through it. But like you said, at the beginning of the show, I can't do anything about that broke legitimately. I, I can wish it all I want, but to be able to impact it, I got to make money myself. And what's a better way to make money than trying to teach people how to make money at the same time. Not from a hypocritic or hypocritic standpoint of talking about shit I haven't done. But in this case, I'm scaling by going, hey, T, my man, you have been fucking busting your ass for almost a decade. And you, since you got out of school, 
just try this, didn't work, do this, do this. What are some lessons here? Help me teach people what not to do. Help me share with people that there is help. How many guys out there like you are on their fifth or sixth business, right? Like how many different people are out there that I know for me, uh, people probably look at me and they were like, man, you, you tried a social media thing. You tried this, you tried that. Like, is this going to be the one you actually see through? You did the photography thing. I used to take a lot of pictures for like firearm companies, stuff like that. Still do sometimes, but like, it's like, oh, I tried this. I tried, you know what I did? I learned this. I learned that. But like you said, hearing you say this has made me think like, I didn't focus on the one thing. I went, oh, okay. Piece of candy. You know, like, oh, chase this squirrel down this way. And like with this though, with this podcast, it's awesome because I get to talk to guys like you, different men, different women all across the country and hear their story and get to share it. And it all makes sense why these other things didn't work out now, because like now I can just give, which is what I want. And my ask someday will be that other people give too, right? And my ask for the companies that want to get involved is that they're going to give, they're going to help me be able to continue to do this. But it's, it's from that your pain is your purpose. So if finances are your pain, solve for X, right? Like literally solve the problem. So when you're talking about, when you're talking about going through this different shit and about how people like, like it just comes the way you say it, it's very natural. It comes off your tongue very easy. Like, oh, I just do this. One plus one is two, two plus two is four. But when you're talking about that, that comes from a level of like, you're just not afraid to fucking fail and you're not afraid to try and you don't worry about all the outside noise, the noise of the crowd, because that's what they are is the crowd. They're not in the arena with you at the end of the day, the guy in the arena with you, the, even the guy that you're battling, he's not roaring and boasting and this and that he's focused on what the fight. So if you could just take out the noise, the crowd doesn't fucking win the fight. It's you swinging the sword. It's you fucking blasting with your shield or going back and forth or taking the hit or pulling the knife out of your chest that got stabbed into the, it's you, the gladiator in the arena that wins that fight. And so you have to become more dynamic on yourself and, and uh, dude, out of respect for your time, I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Um, and I apologize that we're running a little bit behind on this. You're just, like I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm jamming. Yeah. I, yeah. But like, I just really want people to understand, like, I know what I'm saying makes sense to you, but I really want the audience to understand, like, like as simple as what he's saying is like, Oh, well, yeah, it's easy to say that. No, like, listen to what he's saying, man. Like take something that you're interested in or something that interests you, or something that you could do, or you have a general understanding of do a little bit more research, market, start picking up jobs. And then on his route, on T's route here, you don't even necessarily need to go through the loss of like, oops, I screwed up edging this yard and now it just cost me $250 on concrete repair. I'll just go hire Autumn Leaf Landscape to come and do this job because I can, unlike them, I know how to market. And so now I can essentially be an estimator or consultant for them and I can book work through them but they essentially work through me only off their reputation, their mistakes. And I'm going to have that built into my cost, right? That if there's repair mm -hmm. work or something that goes wrong, you know, yeah, there's some liability insurance issues mm -hmm. like that, that you're not talking about, but 
by the way, guys, take his class and he'll teach you all that too. But, you know, um, but it's that simple, right? Like literally just find something and make yourself more dynamic in it and then put it in front of people that you're looking to do it. Which, right? Yeah. Just document what you do. Um, and then like the level of effort to get it done, but it's not so much what you what you do, but it's what you don't do. Yeah, for sure. That fucks people up. So, for example, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't sleep in, I don't go like hanging out on the clubs on weekends, like stupid stuff like that. And so by default, like I can't lose, like I just focus on work, banging out 12 hours, 14, 16 hours a day, and just putting in such an amount of effort and volume that people just can't keep up with. So yeah, it's, it's not what I do. It's what I don't do. And as long as I don't break character, cause you can judge a man by his habits. And so if he has shitty habits, like you, he's going to get a shitty life. You can then see the habits of Bezos. What does he do on the daily? Okay. That's why he's where he's at. Cause we have the same 24 hours. Why is there two different results? So who wants it more? That's, I mean, what do you want more? Do you, do you want the lifestyle or do you want now the moment? Do you want to fly private or do you want a Gucci bag and some J's next year? You know, I, I'm, I'm being exaggerating here for a reason though. Like, because literally those little choices that we're making are, the downfall of us like literally like like you said you don't drink you don't smoke you don't i mean you're all in on building and scaling a business and there will be a day maybe mm -hmm. not that you'll maybe want to drink but there'll be a day where you decide to pull back and enjoy that but your version of enjoy that might be buying a house and I, a car I, I don't think i yeah the way i'll enjoy it is by not doing those things because there's so many people in construction, blue collars especially, they are sleeping in on weekends. They are abusing alcohol because I was an alcoholic. Yeah. They are, they can't drop, yeah, the weed, whatever their vices are, they can't drop the weight. And so I just have to do more than everyone else because if I can't have any weaknesses. If I slip, they fall. So I have to just make myself bulletproof in every aspect, mentally, financially, physically. So then it's just unbeatable. It's there's no way anyone can compete. So then I just have to max out in all aspects. So it gravitates towards someone. Maybe some people gravitate more towards the money or gravitate towards the physical health or the mindset, whatever it is, just have to be unbeatable in all aspects of life. Cause those are the kinds of people I look at are mosey Tate. Like these guys, they're just bulletproof in every point. And so I just want to mimic that Wes Watson. That's probably one of my favorite ones. Um, it's kind of helped me go on this path. It's like those three. You like West too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm in his group. He changed my life, and so that's just what I'm giving back now. It's like I gotta show up for my people because it's not for me, and so that's why I can't break character. That's why I can't. I face the temptations, but as long as day by day is like cool. Got my workout in. Woke up, five o'clock. Didn't touch a bottle, didn't smoke, didn't do any of those things, and just got shit done. 
and then just repeat it the next day. Uh, but yeah, huge proponent of that. He helped me a lot. Uh, I listened to that podcast. I, I am a huge fan of Priscilla, Andy Priscilla. Um, huge, huge fan of him. And I listened to that podcast he did with Wes, and Wes said, give up your vice. Like, that's that's what's to stop. Picture that one thing, and it's not hard to figure out what that is. Think about the one thing that if you had to give up, what like, what do you trip on? And it will come to your mind right away. Like, what's your biggest setback? And, um, ironically, for me, it was booze. Uh, I'm happy to tell you that on December 31st, it will be a year sober for me. I, I quit last December and um, I cool. just cold turkey and I'm, I'm letting go of my vices as well is what I'm trying to say. But like, and that was a big one for me. And I got that from Wes on specifically the vice thing. I was like, damn, dude. Like, but you're right. You look at these guys, what are they doing that you're not? Everything I don't want to do is what they're doing. Everything you don't want to do is what's standing between who you want to be and what you are now. Yep. Like. Yep. I don't look up. I don't look up to a man that's an. Yeah, I don't look up to a man that's an alcoholic. I don't look up to a man that's fat, and I don't look up to a man that's broke. So I just have to do the complete opposite. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. So let's get into some knowledge, dude, because now people understand your mindset. Obviously, we just beat them up for an hour on like it's really this easy. Just scale and market. I want to go, this is a question I didn't send you beforehand, but you'll be able to answer it. So getting into learning how to advertise and market, what are, what are some places people could start? Like what, what would you suggest there? I'm not asking you to give away all your secrets or nothing like that, bro, but help, help. Oh no, I give it all away for free. I I want it all for, I want to give it all away for free. Um, And that's the thing is like a lot of people think like I gatekeep in the, in the like, my coaching program is like, no, all the information is free. What people pay for is implementation. Mm-hmm. So the same as everyone knows what it takes to get a six pack. It's all free on YouTube. Don't eat like shit. Go to the gym. Yet, why does everyone not have a six pack? Because they don't know how to implement. So that's why they hire a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of going back down to the the nitty gritty, like the details. The biggest thing we push is the rule of 100. Um, and I learned this from Horamozi, but it's 100 successful actions daily. So spend $100 on marketing to start running ads to get leads. If you don't have $100 marketing, do 100 cold outreaches, which no one's willing to do that kind of work. But it takes three to four hours a day. But what I mean by cold outreaches is I would call or text 100 contractors in my area every day. You do that for a month, there's 3,000 people you've reached out to. But it's like contractors, realtors, uh, landscape designers, landscape architects, engineers, you name it. They all have different types of work. It's like, yeah, I need this pad done. And you reach out to 100. What's the odds you close one? Like, you should be able to close at least one of them. Then you do that. In a week, you close seven jobs. So if you don't have money, there's no excuse because you have all the time in the world. You have no work. Um, but those are the biggest things. And then pushing it more towards social media. That's what I found has been the biggest, um, the fastest way. It's just like going on Facebook, look at companies. Go on Google, look at companies. Um, and then kind of just pushing it out that way. Cause like for now, for my business, that's the same as what we do for coaching business. Like to reach out to 10 podcasts a week. And then also minimum 30 dms a day reaching out to people uh but ours is bumped up to 100 right now so wow reaching out to people so like i'm doing the same thing 
I'm teaching. Yeah, that's incredible. So, but it's just the work. But it's just the work. Me, yeah. So I should I should reach out to ten guests. hundred. Ten. Reach guests. out to a hundred influencers. Yeah. Hey, blah 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 blah. You want to? I'd say I'd say a hundred a day. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's all a numbers game. Because you do twenty, it takes you twenty thirty minutes. Take a break. Do another twenty, or because you can only it maxes out on Instagram and Facebook how many you can do in an hour, um, and it's roughly twenty. So you could do twenty on Facebook and then twenty on Instagram. Boom, there's forty, and you did that in half an hour and an hour. And it is very tedious, very boring, but a lot of people won't do it, and like the boring work still has to get done at the end of the day. Yeah, and also, by the way, guys, you can plug and play some of this. Draft a message, copy, paste, insert different name, hit, click, paste, send, right? Like, hey, ABC Landscapes, I'm a local concrete contractor. If you need any slabs done, I'd be happy to help. You send that to 100 contractors every day, you'll catch someone at the point where, like, hey, yeah, this homeowner's mad at me. Like, I need this slab replaced ASAP. Like, the first guy messed it up. Can you do it? Or this realtor that's trying to sell this house, like, hey, can you fix these steps? They're sinking. I'm, I need to get this house sold ASAP. Yeah. Um, and I want to point something out for our audience here, too, because this is we're doing questions right now. But uh, being aware of what's going on. Current events wise, in this case, especially blue collar guys, is a huge proponent of this. Like what's something that just happened? Right. Uh, and this is just going to go to back up your cold call thing well what's something that just happened is the interest rate went from eight to five it just dropped right we're back down to five percent any homeowner right now that's maybe not willing to wait until interest rates are at maybe possibly never come back down to three percent right like but any homeowner now that's like oh shit i can get out sell or any new homeowner or new first-time home buyer now is going to want this. And how many guys like me are sitting in a house that might need, well, my house was built new, but like, uh, I know that my landscape would be worth X amount more if I had a concrete path that wraps around and goes to the back gate. So if you're aware that, oh shit, interest rates just went from eight to 5%, there's going to be an increase in people that are now, or an influx in people that are now willing to spend 20 grand that they would not originally have been right because mm -hmm. the market now says mm -hmm. if i spend this i can get rid of that right so this is just a little hack for our people like if you legitimately if you guys are aware like you're just aware of what's going on there's an opportunity there. So hit a real estate agents right now for the concrete flat work, especially people. This would probably be a really good time to do it because X amount of people are now, oh shit, I could sell this, but oh, I need, I, my real estate agent says if I got this fixed, dude, I'll spend the five grand. I'll spend the 2,500. I'll spend the 10 grand. I'll fix my driveway. I'll whatever to sell. So be aware and increase, increase and make adjustments as you go right now on your, Cold outreaches, if I was in your world, and I know you know this, but this is, again, for the audience, I'd be really hitting real estate agents right now because how many people are going to be trying to dump their house now that the interest rates just dropped? And how many people are going to be trying to buy a house now that the interest rates just dropped? The supply and demand has been there the whole time, but now the opportunity is there, right? So that's just being, in my opinion, being situationally aware.
and making yourself more dynamic in that aspect as well. Would you agree with that? I mean, you're the one doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is the best time to be marketing is a lot of people think like, oh, it's the slow season. It's like, well, it doesn't have to be. Now's the best time to market because most contractors aren't. So like, it doesn't take a whole lot to beat the competition because no one else is going to call a hundred realtors right now, but you do it right now during the downtime. Now you're in with them in the springtime. Don't do it in the spring when everyone else is trying to market. You're too late. Like you're supposed to play offense when everyone plays defense. Dude, that's good. So let's get into what our, the inaugural question then. I love that, by the way. I like what you said. Those cold calls. That is great advice. Hermosi talks about that. Um, and I'll say this. I want to add this too. Uh, I believe in at-bats. Like you step up to the plate and you swing the bat a thousand times. Every time you swing the bat, you get better at swinging the bat. So on your cold call thing, um, when you're saying reach out to 100 influencers a day for the podcast, like you're absolutely right. Maybe not on Instagram, maybe not this, or maybe not even 100, maybe it's 50. Just start them. Start. Just swing the bat right and every time you choke up on that bat your grip's going to get better your form is going to get better your delivery is going to get better and eventually you're going to swing and you're going to whack the ball and it's going to be a grand slam or one day you swing it might be in this case of me it might be four podcasts in the case for you it might be you swing in the first five calls you make that day are all actually i got work now or i got work in two weeks right right like Everybody thinks that you just got to swing, 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 and foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, miss, miss, miss. That's not how it goes, and you won't know that until you swing. But one day you swing, you might not miss. You might you might connect with every ball that's thrown at you, right? Like, And that's where I believe in this, like, your cold call theory here. It's just I, I probably got that from Hermosi too, to be honest with you. But, like, just at-bats, just taking reps and taking reps because 10,000 is the number to mastery. So how do you get to 10,000 as fast as you can? It's not by coming up with some game plan to do swing the bat 50 times and then put it down and walk away. It's how many times can I swing that bat to get to 10,000? And the faster I get to 10,000, the faster I truly know how to do it. And the more that I do it, the faster I'm going to get at it. So my arms might be tired today, but next week when I've done a hundred and a hundred and a hundred, and that means I've done a thousand emails in 10 days or 707 days. Well, guess what? My shoulders might be a little bit sore, but by day eight, my muscle, my, my muscles adjust. Muscle memory starts to come in. And then that's not hard. So maybe I could swing about 110 times one day, right? Like it's, it's how bad do you want to make it folks? Like how bad do you want, do you want to live broke? Like what we're talking about, or do you want to do what T was saying? And Hey dad, you want to go to Hawaii? Yeah, cool. Well, gel be ready in an hour. Uh, I'll send a card for you. Like that's, I know for me, I want my kids to know that more than anything. I'm nowhere near that, but I will be, I guarantee you, I will be because nothing will stop me. From achieving that nothing will stop me from being able to provide that you know what i want more than anything is to be able to do that but for somebody that needs it hey man i know you've been going through a really fucking hard time you ever been to disney world you and your family no well there'll be a car there in an hour <clears throat> i already took care of everything go enjoy it like i want to do shit like that man you know like big shit like give people a reset and chant and I can't do that on hopes and dreams. I can't. 
if I could take hopes and dreams and turn them into currency, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do with this. So jumping into the inaugural question. Sorry about that. No, you just got me fired. You got me fired up. I love your attitude about shit. Uh, you're, you're like my tribe, bro. Like you're my kind of people. I'm super glad you reached out to be on the show. Um, so thank you. Thank you for reaching out. I'm sincere. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so what is a blue collar barbarian to you? That's the show. That is the question of the show. You know, what is that? A man who just doesn't break character. Doesn't matter how he feels. There's stuff that needs to get done and they get done. He can be sad. He can be mad. He can be tired. He can be hungry, but the shit gets done. It's like showing up for your people on a daily basis. Cause the biggest, the saddest thing in the world is the consistent man who doesn't get results. It's like you can't consistently go to work every day and your family sees you and then 10 years you're still in the same situation. It's like, what was the point of all the work then? Or the guy that goes to the gym for 10 years every day and still has the same body. Like you have to get results and you only get results by instilling daily habits that actually propel your life. And so that's what I feel a barbarian is, is just really showing up for your people and never breaking character. That's great. No, I agree with that. I can't even add to that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what do you look for when you're hiring people for leadership roles? There's three traits. I learned this from Warren Buffett. Intelligence, energy, and um, what was that? Integrity. And they have to have all three. So they have to have intelligence and integrity. But if they don't have energy, they're going to be lazy. They're smart. They know what to do. They're honest, but they just don't get it done. If they have intelligent, if they have intelligence or if they have energy and integrity, but no intelligence, they're very hardworking. They're honest, but they don't have any, any intelligence. So like you have to hold their hand all day, every day. And then the third part is if they have intelligence and energy, but no integrity, they're very smart. They're very hardworking but they don't have any integrity. So they're gonna find a way to burn you. So they have to have all three. Those are our biggest things that I look for. And then also just the experience that they've done what I want them to help me with. But those are the main three. Those are the three traits we look for. That's incredible. Froze on me, are you still there? Oh, did I lose you? Let me see. What happened? All right, you're back with me. Sorry about that. It cut out. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what happened. So, no, you're good. So intelligence, integrity, and uh, what was that? Sorry, what was the last one? Yeah, yeah. No, so it's uh, intelligence, um, energy, and integrity. Energy and integrity. But they have to have all three. Yes. And then um, because if one of those are missing, then... You're fucked. No, straight up. No, that that's solid. And I think about what you're saying. The the energy part of that is that I think people don't understand. Dude, you got to have a charisma for wanting to do the work, right? There's got to be something. Yeah, if you're just working forty hours, like we're not going to build big shit. We're not going to hit seven figures a month, eight figures a month, just 
working 40 hours a week. Like, it's just not possible. No, I agree. 100%. Um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned being out on your own? Definitely being around people who have are levels beyond you. Because then it, you just view the world in a different way. And so that's why I like surrounding myself with mentors. So like one of my first mentors was um, Tigrin and I didn't know it was possible. Like you could run a seven figure construction company in your twenties. Um, and then just leveling it up and seeing guys like Hormozy and then Watson, et cetera. So just getting around people who are miles above you because then you see it's possible you hang around five millionaires you're going to be the sixth you hang around five alcoholics you're going to be the sixth your frequency is what you frequently see so the people you're around that's where you're going to vibe with that's what you're going to instill and you're going to pick up all the cues from there damn that's powerful dude so i don't get along yeah a lot of people don't get along it makes it very hard, which I'm, I love it is I don't, a lot of people I don't get along with. It's not that I don't get along, but like, I just won't have conversations with them because I only want to talk about growth and like these ambitious things or how we're going to achieve them. And a lot of people don't like talking about that. Like a lot of people like gossip or talking about celebrities or whatever else, like so-and-so is doing this. I really don't care. I just care about like, what am I doing? Like, how can we get to this next level? Um, and yeah. That's... And that comes at a cost, right? Because I mean, like in my perspective, like I'm like you, like I like to talk about big ambitious shit. And I noticed that when you start to do that, you start to level up your circle changes, dude. Even the people closest to you, they start to hate, they start to try to put you down, bring you down. Oh, you think you're better. You're thinking you got to just understand that there's a sacrifice that comes with the life you want and the success. And some people are just small minded, you know, unfortunately. And I think it's a good thing though, because looking at it from a numbers perspective, if I want to be part of the top 1%, mathematically speaking, 99% of people have to disagree with what I do. So the more people that disagree with my viewpoints, good. I know I'm in the right direction. I like that. That's badass. Well, dude, I've taken your time for an hour and 20 minutes now. Closing this show up, one thing I always ask, or I've started asking our guests, I should say, and I'm going to continue to, is uh, do you have any quotes or books, uh, recommendations you would like to leave with our audience? Things I think it's just as important to keep your mental game sharp as it is physical, as it is anything, right? You got to feed your brain. That's one thing I encourage the barbarians to do. What would you leave us with? If you don't do it, someone else will. And I've always just looked at it that way. So it's like, it's it's going to be me. Mm. Hell yeah. If you don't do it, someone else will. You heard my man, T. Mr. T. The real Mr. T, though. You're going to be the young T in a good way, though, right? <laughs> trying to be. Trying to make it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, I appreciate the hour and 20. I'm sorry I ran us late, dude. I, I really, really appreciate your knowledge, your wisdom and coming on the show today. Um, what I would like to do is have you back 
probably to go over uh, marketing and um, some just some deeper. I just want to pick your brain more. Probably have you back on a second show later on uh, if you'd be willing to come back on, dude. And thank you so much again for your time today, man. It's been invaluable. Down, love it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Well, everybody, you heard my man T. You can check him out. Oh, really quick, dude. Plug your plug your class. Where can people find you? Tell them what you do there. I, I don't want to forget that. Yeah. That's super important. No, hit me up on Instagram, Daniela Fia Fia. Um, the way the class is broken down is it's not just teaching business, but I'm trying to make help guys be bulletproof in all aspects. Um, help men make money, drop the weight, drop the vices bulletproof mindset that's how the program breaks down there's two versions there's 3k to work one-on-one for a month or 300 dollars for the group coaching that's all and that's kind of how the program's broken down awesome and the results speak for themselves so if you guys want to go check out his social medias uh which we'll tag him in below uh not only in the notes but what you'll see in the shorts and the different shit you guys will see that we tag him Please check him out. Give him a follow. Fucking just at the very least, just support the man and following along. Listen to what he's got to say. The guy's a modern day G, but in all the right ways. And dude, uh, honestly, you inspire me. I've had a, a really good time talking to you about this and you've given me uh, gold nuggets for myself. And I, I just, dude, I appreciate the hell out of that. And you're right. Like uh, sometimes you just got to change your surroundings. And I just need to be reminded of that today, especially. So uh, I really appreciate that. Um, fuck limited belief. That's how I want to answer. That's how I want to close the show. It's just fuck limited belief. If you want it, you got to go and get it. My man, Tanella, I appreciate you, bro. And we'll see you again soon. Catch you later, John. Peace.